One of the first assignments that journalist Audra Ang received when she started to work at the Associated Press Beijing Bureau was to cover a flood in China. That was in 2002. An early summer monsoon had brought heavy rain to Hunan province. Flooding in the countryside had destroyed crops, homes, and lives. Audra Ang writes about her experiences in her new book. It's called To the People, Food is Heaven, Stories of Food and Life in a Changing China. She recalls walking through one area with a photographer, Greg Baker. They came up to some houses right by a river. I thought that was what we would think is, you know, lakefront property. I thought it looked quite peaceful and, you know, a group of people kind of approach us. And, you know, I say hi and I, I ask them, you know, how have the floods affected you? One of the men in the group answered me, and later on I found out his name was Farmer Two, and he said that his crops for the year had been enveloped by water. And I was like, crops? Where are the crops? I don't see anything. Because we were just looking out into all this water in front of his house, and he was like, right there. That's where the crops were. And that's when I realized the very quiet devastation of what had happened to him. He took us on a boat ride. He had this long stick and he kind of paddled us around the area and he told us this story about how his village had fought for days to try and prevent the water from overrunning their little dike around the area and so people were stacking sacks of rice on these dams but nothing really had worked and eventually all they could do was helplessly watch as the waters ran over these dikes. There is a point where he did something that uh, he calls out to his wife. I guess maybe he knew you were hungry, or maybe he was so grateful for the fact that you and your photographer were listening that he wanted to offer you a meal. This is a very Chinese thing. It's very polite. It's a, a gesture of hospitality. People will always offer you something to eat or drink. And being greedy and interested in food, and, you know, I wanted to talk more to him and his family, I accepted you must have been amazed, though, that this man who was had just survived a flood was offering you a meal. I actually wasn't because, again, like I said, it's kind of a gesture that you see all the time. But I was very grateful. I was just like, that's a really nice thing for him to do. And I just kind of jumped at it without thinking. And he called out to his wife through the window and said, hey, you know, prepare a meal. And I could hear the oil sputtering and things being fried and the clang of the wok and the spatula she was using. And I remember walking into the kitchen and I don't remember much about, you know, the house or the surroundings, but I remember this table that was just piled on food. And at that time, I didn't realize people don't eat like this every day, especially farmers who lost everything. They had chicken and they had braised pork and they had eggs and fish and vegetables all laid out with bowls of rice for us. It, was, it wasn't just a farmer too and his wife, but some villagers, were they were all just crowded around this table. and They're looking at Greg and I kind of expectantly. What did they expect? They just wanted us to sit down and eat. And, oh. and I, I looked at it and I was like, well, there you know, however many of you, and there are just two of us, surely you, you, you're going to join us. And they were like, no, no, this is, you know, this is for you. And again, it's, it's all very polite. It's all very Chinese to be like, no, you first, no, you first. And so I kind of, in my clumsy Western way, kind of put my foot down. And I'm like, I'm not going to eat anything unless you join us. This is really too embarrassing. We just eat all this food. And so, of course, Farmer Two and his wife then sit down and then we start the meal. And I, I, I don't remember what point, but at some point I realized that he had slaughtered his last chicken for us. How did, you, sure. how did you f- figure that out? And why would he do that? He had kids to feed, too. It's just a gesture of Chinese hospitality. And I, I, I saw that so many times, you know, during my reporting experiences outside of cities that people in the countryside especially would give as much as they could, even though they didn't have very much. And that's why, you know, these experiences really stuck close to my heart. 
you were born in Singapore. You are of Chinese descent. You go to the country as a journalist to cover the people and the events that are going on there and also to try and kind of, as you say, understand your place in the chaos of China. How did food help you do that? Even when I left, I realized I still didn't understand my place in the chaos. I'm trying to think if food just interacted with my seven years there in so many ways. Some of it was finding points of comfort in the strangest places. Like when I was covering something sensitive to go in southern China, that's where my ancestors are from. And one day I remember I was covering some riots and one morning I woke up and, you know, I was just dreading going back to that tent situation. Police everywhere and villagers were upset. And so I just found this hole in the wall and I discovered that they sold these like fish dumplings, which I never thought I would find outside Singapore. It's something I ate as a child, something I really enjoyed. And I just had this bowl of fish dumplings and fish balls before going to this tense work situation. And again, it provided me some comfort and it tied me in with the local culture. You know, those kind of things brought me closer to my Chinese roots. Adra Ang. Her book is called To the People, Food is Heaven, Stories of Food and Life in a Changing China. Nice to have you on the program. Thank you very much for having me, Lisa.